You are about to listen to Pastor Tunji Oladimeji, the pastor in charge of RCCG The Royal Courts. Listen and be blessed. God will enlarge you. God will take you from glory to glory, from strength to strength, from celebration to celebration. And I look at your friend again and say, Neville, academically, God will surprise you. Tell them, outside school, God will be waiting for you. And that everything you lay your hand on in this next one year, it will succeed beyond your imagination. If you receive that shout, amen. amen. Hallelujah. I'm sure some of you will be wondering, why is this in Happy New Year? So, number one, for us as a church, um, August marking you know like some kind of anniversary uh, the church was started 71 years ago in august and um, so every august is a new year for us as a church and uh, number two is that to celebrate the faithfulness of god within those year in year out we hold a one week long festival festival of praise festival of the word festival of the holy spirit unto god and usually when we come back from that festival we call the convention um it's time to start experiencing testimonies so my prayer for me even as i pray for you is that your testimonies will not be small i say your testimonies will not be small i say again your testimonies will not be small in the name of Jesus Christ. And that's why this morning I've come to charge you. That there is something that you carry on your inside. And it is time that what you carry on your inside begins to speak. So look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's time to do something. Can you look at someone else and say, neighbor, it's time to do something. I read quickly two scriptures, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1, or verse 12, rather, to 18, and Acts of Apostles chapter 10 and verse 38. Ephesians 6, 12 to 18, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the old armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand stand therefore having your loins get about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace above all take the shield of faith where which we shall be able to quench all the fairy darts of the wicked and take on the element of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of god praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance 
and supplication for all saints. And Acts 10 and 38, it says, Our God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that are oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. You cannot just sit down, someone said, and expect things to turn around. In other words, if anything must change, if anything must happen, if anything must turn around, it will be because someone had made it turn around. Nothing in life is pre-programmed. People make things happen. Even when we talk about the tech space, when we talk about artificial intelligence, when we talk about the things that happen, it is because someone had created an impute, and it is the impute that we see as what is automated. So I want you to understand, children of God, listening to me this morning, that if there's going to be a change in your life, if there's going to be a change in your home, there's going to be a change for you academically, there's going to be a change in your health, there's going to be a change in your finances, then God is counting on you to do your part even as he is doing his part. Pastor, but what happens to faith? What happens to my trust in God? What happens to the fact that the Bible says God makes all things beautiful in his own time? Now, if you read Apostle Paul's letter to the church in Ephesus that we just read, you will discover that Apostle Paul was saying to them that life will not be handed over to you. You need to make demand on life. Life is not a la carte. Success is not a la carte. That you are expecting something to happen to you does not mean it will happen. The reason why it will happen is because you make an impute in it. If someone said that life will not just be handed over to you because you think you deserve it, but rather because you demand it. Now, if you're going to demand something, it takes something from you. And why is that? Why must we make demand on our destiny? Why must we make demand on life? Why must we make demand for success, demand for victory, demand for testimony? Why must we make demand for promotion? Why must we make demand for a change of story? Why is that? Number one, it's because there's always room for improvement. So when you check your life and you find out that where you are at today, there's a space for improvement. If you can think of it, then it means that God plans for you to be there. Number two, it is because 
there are underinterested parties in your life. In the life of every human being that lives, there are interested parties. And this particular one that is interested on the negative side is not smiling. So God is interested in your life. He wants the beautiful things to come out of you. That's why he made us in his image. That's why he made us after his likeness. Genesis 1, 26, 27, 28. And God said, let's make man in our own image, after our own likeness, that they may have dominion over the works of us. So God is interested. But trust me, child of God, the devil is also interested. And if the devil is interested... He plays new trick on a daily basis to pull you down. You know, so back in those days, I was already grown. But I know we used to watch a lot of cartoons. There was a cartoon by, I think it's Steven Spielberg, you know, created by Steven Spielberg uh, back in 1993-95. It's called Pinky and the Brain. You know, if you look at Pinky and the Brain, you know there's a particular question that is asked. So Pinky will ask the brain, so what are we going to do tonight? And I say, we will do what we've been doing. In other words, so we do exactly what we've been doing. We'll do it again and again and again and again. Until what? Until we take over the world. It was just recently I was thinking about thinking and the brain. And I was wondering, why is it that that question was always asked in the night? Now, what was going on in Steven Spielberg's mind? I don't know. But trust me, child of God, you are the one who go to sleep. The devil does not sleep. In fact, if you look at the story of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ when his ministry was about to start, in Matthew chapter 4, the Bible said he went to be baptized. And as Jesus was baptized, he was praying, coming out of the waters, and his heaven opened, and there was an affirmation of his person. This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. Now, you will think that after heaven opened and affirmed Jesus as the precious son of God, Jesus should go from there to sleep. But the Bible said the heaven opened, affirmed Jesus Christ as the Lord, affirmed Jesus Christ as someone that everybody must listen to. Yet Jesus went 40 days, 40 nights into the wilderness to bat his destiny. And in the place of batting his destiny, the Bible said the devil came. The devil saw him sweating. The devil saw him praying. The devil saw Jesus knocking on heaven. And heaven opened perpetually on him. So the devil stayed. And as soon as Jesus was done with fasting and praying, the Bible said the devil visited. And trust me, child of God, if the devil visited Jesus, he will visit you. The question is, are you going to be victorious when he came? Or when he comes visiting? He tested Jesus. You fasted 40 days. You fasted 40 nights. If you are the son of God, turn this stone to bread. And Jesus has capacity to turn stone to bread. But what would that become? The Bible said Jesus spoke of the word of God back to the devil. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. And the Bible said he took him again. He said, since you want to play the battle of the word, it is written, he shall give his angels charge concerning you to keep you in all our ways. Jump, and the angel of God will catch you. And Jesus said, no, not like that. It is written that you will not test the Lord your God. 
and he took jesus again to the pinnacle of the temple and told him look at the old glory of the world just bow i give it to you jesus said no it is already mine his destiny was proving and the bible said when he came back from the place of prayer his fame spread abroad because he won and so in the name of jesus christ i know that a time will come in our life when there'll be challenges but i pray for you this morning that you will be victorious i say you will be victorious you did not hear me i say you will be victorious in the name of jesus christ why must you and i be victorious child of god because if the opposition becomes stronger than you are your destiny is not secured your destiny is not safe your health is not safe your academics is not safe i remember that testimony was on thursday or friday about the fellow i don't know how many of you saw it about the fellow who said that you know he he, he, he wrote an exams he was giving testimony at the camp he had that exams and during the exams he had almost a hundred percent in in, in, in applied mathematics or something like that. And then after having 100% in exams, he lost his mind. He landed up in psychiatric hospital. Who passed exam and landed up in psychiatric hospital? And in the course of that, Pastor Adebuye also told us about one particular that was on Thursday. Who two parents were fighting in the village. They were joking and one told the other he said by the time i finish with you nobody will remember that you ever came and the guy looked at it and laughed about it not longer after the man died the children came to bury him while they were going there was an accident another one died while they came back to bury that other one as they were going another one died until the last one lost his mind I was going from psychiatric hospital to another one for until the lord delivered why am i saying this child of god am i trying to scare you no are you supposed to be scared no because the bible says we have overcome them little children for greater is he than is us than he that is in the world if you carry god on your inside it is time for you to demonstrate that God is on your inside. First Peter chapter 5 and verse 8. It says, be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, moves about like a roaring lion, seeking whom to devour. I love the message translation of that Bible. Number one, if you look at it, the Bible didn't say the devil is a lion. He said he moved about as a lion. In other words, a caricature of a lion. He scares people. He tries to make people submit their authority to them. But look at the message version of that scripture. It says there's nothing that the devil will like better than catching you napping. He says, so because of that, keep your head cool and stay alert. Keep your head cool and stay alert so that the devil will not catch you napping. Why must the devil not catch you napping, child of God? There is no mercy with the devil. The act of the devil and the environment that the devil occupies 
People who live in such environment, they groan. They get into trouble. And that is the reason why there's a dimension of God that wants to bring us out. If you look at Psalms 74 and verse 20. Psalm 74 and verse 20. It says, I regard unto your covenant, O Lord, for the dark places of the earth are full of the habitations of wickedness, habitations of cruelty. God knows that the moment the devil stepped in, there's confusion for mankind. But God had created plan for everyone who believed to be victorious. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you shall be victorious. Look at another person and say, neighbor, you shall be victorious. And maybe the last reason why you do not need to be afraid of the devil, but you need to be mindful of what he does is because the devil predates all of us. If he made the first Adam fall, and he tried to make the second Adam fall, he will try to make you fall. That means he's crafty. That means he knows the soft spot of human being. That means he knows what exactly he needs to do to take us out of the will of God. So very quickly, what do we need to do, you and I? You need to recognize the deposit that God has given to you and I. Recognize your place in God. If that Acts 10 and 38 says God anointed Jesus Christ, how will Jesus be anointed and you will not be anointed? There's an anointing in God to make a nonsense of every plan of the enemy. That means if you're a child of God, there's an anointing of God that you carry. To shut the mouth of the enemy. Isaiah chapter 10 and verse 27. It says it shall come to pass in that day. That the body that the devil is trying to wear upon you. Shall be lifted from off your shoulder. And the yoke from off your neck. And the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. So if you bury yourself. If you submit yourself in God. There is an anointing in God upon your life. To make a nonsense of the enemy because this anointing from god is a covenant response from god to help you live your life to help you rule and to help you have dominion over affairs of life mark 16 and 17 this sign shall follow them that believe it did not say this time will follow pastors say this sign shall follow them that believe them that believe you can project it so they say mark 16 and 17 these signs will follow them that believe in my name they shall cast out devils in my name they cast out devils you will think that the first thing will be the smallest but he said in my name they shall cast out demons what people fear the most jesus had given them to us on a platter of gold and in the name of Jesus Christ from today, you will not be afraid of demons anymore. I say you will not be afraid of demons anymore. Is it that you are not sure of yourself? I say you will not be afraid of demons anymore. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, pastor is talking about you. You should not be afraid of demons anymore. Because the anointing of God makes you ready and keep your spirit man awake and aware. Part of the reasons why he brings his anointing is to keep you awake and to keep you alert, to keep you aware. 
the anointing of God in your life frustrates every occasion of raging confusion brought by the enemies to you. That's why if you look at Isaiah chapter 59, Isaiah 59, 19 and 20, it says, So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. For when the enemy shall come like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift a banner, shall raise a standard. God has ways of keeping his people and he will keep you in the name of Jesus Christ. But for the anointing of God, you will not fall off. But for the anointing of God, man will be in trouble. So God does not want you to be in trouble. That's the reason why he releases his anointing to you. And so all you need to do, because you carry the anointing, is to turn on the light. When you turn on the light, you start having testimonies. A lot of times we look at our world and we wonder why I say that the devil seems to have taken over everywhere. The devil is everywhere. In school, you see him at work. On the road, you see him at work. You just see events. And then you begin to get afraid and wonder what exactly is happening. Trust me, child of God, is not because the devil is that powerful. It's because Christians have turned off the light and have left their duty post. But the reason why we are all here today is because God wants me to charge you to go back to your duty post. The reason why God placed you in school, the reason why you are a policeman, the reason why you are in the military, the reason why you are a doctor, the reason why you are a teacher, the reason why you are in the marketplace, the reason why you are everywhere is so that your presence there makes the difference. Remember that other scripture we read. Jesus sat in his place. Under the influence of the Holy Spirit, everywhere he went, he turned on the light. And it doesn't matter how dark a place is, the moment the light is turned on, darkness disappears. Child of God listening to me today, starting from today as the Lord leaves, darkness will leave your family alone. Because what you allow, what you encourage will not live your life. What you can endure will not live your life. But until you get to that point where you tell the devil, enough is enough. The devil will leave you alone. The day you come to the understanding of who you are, the devil will leave you alone. Look with me to Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5 says that a, a, a man who is a prince, a man who is an heir, a man who owns everything remain like a child, like a slave until he comes to his senses. Oh, no, not, not, not. Can you look at Galatians 4? I think Galatians 4. Please look at Galatians chapter 4, verse 1 for me. Not 5. Yeah, that's it. Read with me, and I'm rounding up. He said, now I say that the heir, who is an heir? An heir is the one who owns everything. An heir, as long as he is a child, different nothing from a servant, though he be lord of all. Look at verse 2. Verse 2. 
but is under tutor and governance until the time appointed of the father. That your father owns everything. People still give you instruction until you come to your senses, until you come to the age of reasoning. The day you recognize yourself, the day you recognize your place as a child of God, that day you will start to win. And for someone listening to me today, that day is today. I say that day is today. I say that day is today. Uh, let me break it down. Now imagine that your father owns everything. Okay, let, let, let me use because of our time. A better example I saw in Luke chapter 15 is the story of the prodigal son. Now, the prodigal son, the Bible said he got his own inheritance and he walked away, right? Is that what's your Bible? And the Bible said after a time, he finished spending what he collected and he started being in want. He started begging to eat. They sent him to feed pigs. He said he would have eaten the food that is meant for the pig, but for the fact that he did not want to add thief to his name. Nobody gave it to him, so he won't steal it. But the Bible said a day came in his life, and that day is coming in somebody's life this morning. When he came to himself and said, there are many servants in my father's house who are eating and wasting their food. So I will go back to my father's house. I'd rather be a servant in the house of my father than be a slave somewhere else. But because the father has made preparations for him for life. When his father saw him coming from afar, he said, behold, my child that is dead is not alive. He was lost, but he's not found. Bring him. Put royal on him. Kill the father's cow. And let's have celebration. He was reinstated back into his place as a child. When you become a child of God, there are provisions that are made for you in your father in heaven. There are covenant blessings. There are covenant access that comes to you as a child of God. And that covenant access includes you overthrowing the devil where the devil is trying to take over. But a lot of time because we don't know, we're not taking our place. And because we're not taking our place, there are other people that are sitting in those places in our schools. There are other people sitting in those places in the marketplace. There are people there today who should not be there. But the day you wake up as a child of God and you sit on your place, the one who is sitting temporarily will vacate. So every authority that is sitting over your glory, they shall vacate that seat today in the name of Jesus. Every activities that is terrorizing your family, because God is waking you up today by the power of his anointing, they shall vacate today in the name of Jesus. Because when the anointing comes, there is no struggle. I've given an illustration before. I dare give the illustration again. Imagine you abandoning a house, leaving the house for a very long time. By the time you come back, what will you find? You find cockroaches. You find war gecko. You find rats. You find every manner of thing. But the moment you turn on that light, <laughs> what happened? They scamper away. Can I bring it further? 
Now, there are some of you here that when you were younger as a child, you were afraid of cockroaches, right? Uh, am I correct? Huh? When you see cockroaches, you jump. When you see cockroach today, what do you do? Thank you. Now, what changed between when you were small and now? Understanding. Understanding. Understanding is what changed. And that's why the first thing that we must do to sit in our place is to get understanding through the word of God. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 7. It says wisdom is the principal thing. In all thy getting, get understanding. We need understanding in the word of God. You need to read the word to understand the provision that God has made for you. There is no challenge in life that does not have a solution in the world. There's no challenge over the affairs of any life that does not have a solution already embedded in the word of God. The day you find solution for your problem in the world, that day your problem ends. And in the name of Jesus Christ, that day is today. Now, so some of us read the Bible, and it looks like storybooks to us. But in the Bible is life of God. When you read the word of God, light comes. John chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. It says that word in verse 2, created all things. Today, there's nothing in the world that was not created at the instance of that word. And verse 4 and 5 say, in the word of God is life. And the life is the light of man. It says the light shineth so much in darkness, and darkness comprehends it not. The day you find your place in the word of God, there is testimony. There is illumination. Illumination brings joy. And in the name of Jesus, someone is entering into that joy. I say someone is entering into that joy. I say someone here is entering into that joy. So you need to turn on the light by reading the word of God. If you read Psalms 109 and verse 105, it says your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The word of God gives light. And that light is coming your way. Number two, quickly. Not only do you understand the word of God, because the word of God and praying, they go hand in hand. You turn on the light by praying. You turn on the light by praying. Check through the ministry of Jesus Christ. He started with prayer. He ended with prayer. There's that song we used to sing back in those days. Prayer is the key. Prayer is the key. Prayer is the master key. Jesus started with prayer. And handed with prayer. Prayer is the man. When you pray, what do you do? You communicate with God. When you pray, what do you do? You bring God to bear in the affairs of your life. How? By repeating his word back to him. And trust me, child of God, the devil does not respect you when you cry. But the devil respects you when you pray. Particularly when you pray in line with the word of God. Look at Jesus after praying. 
in dealing with the devil he used the word of god bishop Oedipo said it one time that until you are able to declare it is written to the devil the devil will write you off and trust me the devil knows the bible and that's why it's important for you to know the bible so in the place of prayer you can quote his word back to him he said bring forth your strong reasoning so something happens in the place where you pray You involve God. You involve God. And for us to pray to get results, we need the Holy Spirit to help us. Because a lot of times we pray, but wonder why is prayer a boredom? Why is it that you can't, you know, you can sit in movies and watch movies for hours and pay attention, but you can't pray for five minutes? Why is it tough to pray for five minutes? Now, if I say, let us pray now, and then we stand up and we start praying, and I leave you to pray on your own, under one minute, people will open their eyes and start looking around. Why do people look around? Why do people find it difficult to focus in the place of prayer? Because the devil knows if you can focus in the place of prayer, you get results. Praying is connecting with God. Number two, the devil knows that if your prayer eats the bull's eye, you will return with testimonies. And that's why in helping us to pray, God released the person of the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 8 and verse 26. He says, at times when we even come into the presence of God to pray, we know not what we ought to pray about. But that the Holy Spirit helps our infirmity in the place of prayer, that he prays with a groaning that mouth cannot utter. The Holy Spirit praying through you is the reason why your prayer will eat the right spots. The Holy Spirit praying through you is the reason why things will move in the spirit realm. And that's why he said we should pray without ceasing. And beginning from today, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, as you pray, even from now, your prayer will make sense to you. I say your prayer will make sense to you. And your prayer will produce results. I say a prayer will produce results. I say a prayer will produce results. In the name of Jesus Christ. Number three. What do you need to do? You need to make up that you become an active distribution channel for God. If you believe that there is something that God has put in you that is good, that is working, then show it to someone else. I have discovered, and I'm going to round up here, that a lot of times when I read something that is interesting to me, if it resonates with me, I want someone to know about it. I don't know about you. If I find something, for instance, I was reading some particular article yesterday, about afternoon, uh, about DSTV, and how that in their financials, you know, just declared that year end, they lost about 2.9 billion rand. That's the biggest single loss they made in their business. And someone was doing the analysis. And the analysis resonated with me. So I, I have a friend who is here who used to work with DSTV. So I sent it to him. Look, this is what's happening to your former company. Now, if you read anything, if it resonates with you, you share it. If you see anything, if you that's the reason why most of us sit here, we have become journalists. Like, like journalists. 
you read something that doesn't make sense on internet what do you do you share even before you verify it because it's appealed to your senses you share it now imagine how many shares how many things you share that are not necessarily truth imagine how many things you share that even when other people see it rather than become happy they become sad and you use your data to do that how much more if you feel that you carry the goodness of god in you and you begin to share the goodness of god that you carry why do you think you're a student in the environment where you are because god is trusting you to be able to impact your world where you are why are you in the marketplace why are you in the police force why are you in the military why are you a doctor because god is counting on you as a child of god that his presence in you will liberate the whole world imagine if all of us who claim we carry the light of god everywhere we go we turn on the light there'll be no devil anymore the activities of the devil will thin out if you sit in your place as a student if you sit in your place as a policeman if you sit in your place as a medical doctor if you sit in your place in the marketplace the devil will fizzle out jesus alone went about doing good and you claim that you carry christ on your inside how come where you show up you don't do good but you do bad christianity is the only idea that is not a religion it's a lifestyle it's not something that you feel on a form in a school you're either a christian or you're not a christian and part of the reason why the devil is taking over is what many of us claim that oh we're not fanatical about christianity until you become fanatical about something it's not an idea worth following at all it's not an idea worth following it's not an idea worth doing anything for oh yes i'm not saying carry sword and kill because of jesus that's not what i'm saying our god does not need anybody to defend him like that he defends himself the last time i checked and it's not by sword it's just by the calling of a name his name has never failed what is counting on you you carry him so wherever you go from now on express him look at your neighbor and say where you go from now on turn on the light say everywhere you go from now on turn on the light look at someone else and say everywhere you go from now on turn on the light and it's not this light I'm talking about though. It's a light of God that you carry on your inside. Let me round up like this. Again, when we were smaller, we used to sing this funny song as children. Say, this little light of mine, I'm gonna light it. It depends on the one you know. There are two ways to sing it. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine this little light of mine i'm gonna let it shine this little light of mine i'm gonna let it shine let it shine let it shine let it shine now it is because we assume the light is little because we're small but it's the same light it's the same light i i, I tell you this testimony as a wrap up i heard of this little girl six-year-old girl in his community 
they were going to have a crusade. And then because the deity, the wicked people in that community did not want the crusade to hold, they brought out masquerades. So masquerades were chasing people everywhere. But this little girl had in Sunday school the previous week that if you command anything to happen in Jesus' name, it will happen. And then she decided to turn on the light. They know in that community that when masquerades come out, the real masquerades of they have drummers following them. Forget all these useless masquerades that you see in Lagos. The ones going about mushing, begging people for money and bringing, you know, those ones are not masquerades. Those ones are his hunger that cover them. Yeah. Praise God. The real masquerades, when they come out, they have a drummer. What is feeling everything you see them do is in that drum. Because that drum has a language. And they respond to the language of that drum. It's a language of the spirit. And so this little girl knew that in their community when drum tears behind a masquerade, the man inside that puddle will die before the next year. And so she said, we want to have crusade. And some people brought her masquerade. Father, in the name of Jesus, let the drums begin to tear. And one after the other, the first one, pa, the second one, pa, the third one, pa. The masquerades ran away and they had their crusade. If a six-year-old girl can command heaven to silence darkness in a community, how about you? Rise up on your feet. How about you? Because from today, as the Lord lives, you will become an active distributor of the grace of God. Lift up those hands to the Almighty God. Say, Father, I am ready for what you are doing. I cannot hear you. Forget that you have a neighbor at this point. If God connects with your faith, your life will change. Say, Father, thank you for this hour. I am ready for what you are doing release your grace upon my life release your anointing upon my life the anointing to impact my word for you the anointing to turn things around for you i will win because you already have won everywhere i go from now nobody suffers under the influence of my presence anymore everywhere that i go where there be confusion confusion will come to an end because i carry your light from now on everywhere i go i carry your light with me i carry your light with me i carry your light with me thank you mighty father in jesus precious name we pray open your eyes and look at me can you please help me project Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10 and i want you to read it Ephesians 2 10 Please project quickly for me. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10, media, please. Can we read it all together? One to go. Hold on. Did he say, For you are? For who? Who are the we here now? I'm asking, Who are the we? If you're part of the we, let me see your hand. Praise God. All right, read. 
Amen. He said, we are God's workmanship. In other words, God created you and I for good works in Christ Jesus. And it did not start today. Before you were born, God made you for good work. And in the name of Jesus Christ, starting from today, everything that is called bad works shall not be found in you anymore. So lift up those right hand unto God. Lift your right hand right now unto God. Say, Father, your word says, I have been created in Christ Jesus for good works even before I was born. So from today, everything that does not represent good work must not be found in me anymore. Go ahead and talk to the Almighty God. Say, everything in me that does not represent the good work of Christ. It is time that you go. It is time that you go. It is time that you go. Lift those right hand to God. Lift the right hand to God. Tell him, Lord, by my hands lifted, I am connecting with your grace that starting from today, only good works, only marvelous works, only perfect work shall come true in my life. In the name of Jesus, that everywhere I go, people will feel the impact of your good works in my life people will feel the impact of your good works in my life people will feel the impact of your good works in my life our god anointed jesus christ of nazareth with the holy ghost and with power who went about doing good the same good work that jesus did that is the same good work that i will do Thank you, mighty Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. All eyes closed, all eyes bowed. We have one more prayer to pray. But before we take that prayer, you want to start expressing good work, but you know the life that you live in secret. Daddy Joe shared as he was rounding up last night the story of one king somewhere in Ondo who is a Christian and his chiefs knows that he's a Christian but nonetheless they still come to me or they still came to him like they still come to us they know you go to church, they know you're a Christian but they still come to sell things to you and they told him in this community we worship some idols but don't worry those idols it will be in the night. So nobody will see us. And so the king told them, Oh, what you want us to do, we do in the night. They say yes. He said, What that means is that I will be a king in the morning. They say yes, yeah, but in the night, somebody else will be a king. I said, Okay. The one who saved me, the one that I follow, is a king in the day and in the night. So me, I will be a king in the day and in the night. And they left him alone. They tried to do things to him, but the one who is the real king on his inside made sure that the enemy was not able to touch him. Now there's a real king on your inside who wants to ensure that the devil cannot touch you anymore. But some of you know that you have been toying with the devil here. Yeah. You know you've been doing things. You know you've been playing funny. You know there are things that you do that people must not see in the public. 
You don't do it in the public, you do it in secret. But from today, you want the Lord to take over both your public and secret life. By surrendering to him and asking him that everything that represents the works of darkness in you must go. All eyes closed, all heads bowed. Your ear, you genuinely, sincerely want to fully surrender to God. Please lift your hand wherever you are. You want him to come into the affairs of your life to manage.